Hey folks, the band manager of this sixth wave ska band we call Out of the Forest, Chris, with the pre-show down low. I'd like to just quickly thank Smashmouthria for following us on Twitter, at the Forestcast, and once again ask that you follow us, tell a friend, and or review us somewhere. And if you review us somewhere, feel free to let us know. Maybe I'll let you name an NPC or something. I, I don't know, is that a thing actual play podcasts still do? Uh, not much more to say except thanks for listening. Seriously, I appreciate each and every audience member we have. Uh, it really keeps me going and getting this up on time. And uh, I, I just, I, I'm so glad that people actually are enjoying this. Uh, and with that said, uh, enjoy the episode. Last time on Out of the Forest. Eventually, you hear a uh, one, one of the voices. It's it's very quiet. It's it's this little bit of doubt that's being pushed back by by someone trying to enjoy themselves at, at this this night that they've been waiting for for so long and you hear i swear i saw something in the shadows out out on the edges no it's it's fine we we may want to see if there's i mean look for people that are i guess uh, forced to come here i suppose I think he's still just kind of meandering through the, the crowd, like, trying to see if there's anybody that really just, like, very uncomfortable with the entire situation or just being there in general. ENF is going to approach those areas and open up their third eye. You see just these thin sort of streams of, like, this this dark, almost like fog, kind of flowing out of a few people in the crowd. And you see one person who is currently, uh, you see, talking to Baron. Uh, I think Kernunus can wait just a little bit longer. Um, come on, and then we'll run up the stairs. <laughs> and you feel hands close around your throat. I could snap your neck right now. It wouldn't be hard. Shit, 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 shit. I have made the decision I don't want to be scared. I want to go get drunk. Is roughly humanoid, but it looks like the shape of a person if someone had just grabbed them from both ends and stretched them out terribly. And their hands kind of flatten and then separate into just these long, just terrible-looking claws. Malformed itself to the point where there's almost really no neck, and you can see this massive gaping maw. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of people getting back into that spooky headspace. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris, and I am your GM slash keeper, and I am joined by my players. I am Evan, and I play Baron. I'm Dominic, and I play Kernunas. I'm Jessica, and I play Enu. And I'm Alistair, and I play Isaac. Alright, uh, just short disclaimer, through a variety of situations and events that done occurred in the past month or so, we have not recorded the actual podcast story stuff for about a month since episode two of this arc. Um, so if there's slight discrepancies, that's why that is. I, I try, We tried to review the information in as much detail as possible to make sure that we are still on the ball, but I just wanted to get out ahead of that just in case. Uh, and with that said, we'll go ahead and get back into that spooky spot we were uh, a month ago. 
You all stand at the edge of the shadowed portion of the second floor of the concessions of this stadium. Your phone lights and Enif's candle barely cutting through the darkness, just barely reaching the edge of where this monster stands. Its elongated form, its gaping maw, and its long, razor-sharp talons are, are painting quite an ugly picture as your brains try to fill in the blanks of the shadows around it. Uh, and you all hear a loud slurp, and as you glance back to see Isaac draining uh, his drinks rapidly in reaction to the sight, um, you see his eyes wide and him visibly shaking, and then when you turn your gaze back, the monster is gone. What do you do? Where where did it go? You where guys all saw it, it too, go? right? You 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 all saw it too, right? Yeah, that was the bitch. That was the same one from earlier. <laughs> Isaac, are you drunk? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not there. yet. <laughs> Close. I'm I mean, you drunk. saw it. You saw that thing. Like, you understand yeah. now. This is did a I hard see... one. Chris, did I see that thing? Yeah, all, all okay, you saw. Yeah. Karenos, you're, uh, you're the only one who, who did, like, react with some amount of terror just because of your uh, experience, a lot of experience fighting monsters throughout your exceptionally long life. <laughs> that just looks like Steve to me. <laughs> oh, I've seen that one before. Back in the, back in the 80s. <laughs> 80s were a weird time for all of us, man. <laughs> I definitely saw it. That that was creepy. Uh, oh my god. Um, I, I think it, Baron kind of like shines his phone up and down, like the up and down, to try and see if it's still there. But um, uh, I, you I, shine your light through it, and, and you you do not see any uh, sign of the creature. Uh, but go ahead and roll for investigate a mystery to try and like look for where it may have gone. That is a five. Mm. Um, you wander out a- 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 as uh, the others are sort of discussing with Isaac whether or not they saw it and whether or not Isaac is drunk. Uh, and you wander out with your light, trying to shine it through the darkness, uh, kind of ducking under these little uh, rope uh, partitions uh, to try and try and see if you can figure out any says out any clues as where it went. Um, and you go a little further in the darkness than you you meant to, and you, you kind of get around. Not, not you're not like all, you can still see your friends, but you get to the point where you can kind of see around the corner because this is like a this, this whole thing is like a big circle uh, with most of the sections uh, cordoned off because they're not being used right now. Um, as you get around the corner, you swear you feel something walk like right by you. And when you look there, there's nothing there. And then you look over and you see a person uh, at the edge of the shadows um, duck underneath the, the, the rope partitions in the next sort of little little, little mini hallway from the stairs to the stands uh, and, and, and blend into a, a, a small crowd of people uh, heading into the stands. Uh, guys, I think I think it went over this way. Or I saw something kind of sink back into the the crowd. Maybe um, we can try and tail it. Can I, Chris? Can I investigate a mystery to see if I can see any of those dark trails I had seen earlier? Yeah, sure. Um, hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I think okay. that's fine. What'd you get? Seven. Uh, yeah, seven. So you get one question. Uh, and you also get to ask what magic was done here as a free extra question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? All right, yeah, so you um, 
you head on over there and sort of investigate the area, uh, and you sort of sense that there, there's something that, that, that you kind of notice as a trend in your time investigating these monsters, uh, and, and it's more obvious now that you are so close to an example of it, as you kind of investigate the, 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 for like magic and like signs of the direction the monster went, um, you sense that what it's done is akin to magic, but it's not quite the same. Um, and, and again, you've sort of noticed that with other monsters, but th this is starting to cement the theory that like what monsters do to do their supernatural things isn't the same as what you do to do those same supernatural things, but you're not mm -hmm. quite sure what's different. Uh, in any case, you do recognize some sort of shape-shifting, whatever the monster equivalent of magic is, uh, towards the, the, the next sort of hallway that um, that Baron is kind of indicating, uh, and and the, the, the traces of this, this, this uh, monster magic do seem to back up uh, Baron's uh, investigation. Baron's right. It's, it seems to have shapeshifted and gone to the crowd. We have to try and follow it. Oh, okay. Somebody, um, Isaac, why don't, why don't you go with somebody? Just in case. I mean, I'm coming um, with you guys. We're all sticking together. We are not splitting up, right? Yeah, yeah, we're sticking together. We're gonna all stick together as a group. All right. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was like, I want to be with my friends. That's like, uh, all right, pursuit. yeah. So you, you all head in the direction uh, that both Baron and Enif's investigation suggests that the monster is headed in, and you begin heading uh, through the next uh, the the next entrance over into the stands. You enter in these stands, and it is a sort of hodgepodge of, of random small crowds. Some of them are gathered around these makeshift uh, stages that are sort of set up in the stands. Um, at, uh, a few of which have like these, these small bands playing fairly quietly, uh, just loud enough to be like heard properly over the music echoing down from the pitch down below. Um, and the, each of them has like a small crowd around them obviously like not even comparable to the crowds around stage one and two but you know respectable amount of fans for the fact that they are performing at the same time as well, more well-known bands uh as well as you have a, a number of little crowds gathering around you, you see more than one of them has like trails of smoke or vapor coming from them um and yeah, that's uh, about what you see in the stands. Uh, it's people are sort of smattered all over. Are we there... are we the second floor of stands? Uh, yes. Uh, so the stadium isn't like gigantic. It's uh, Munsdale is like one area, and like it doesn't need like a super mega stadium. So it it's basically you are on the the closest part of the stands to the pitch. Okay. Uh, and they go up, there's probably maybe 50 rows of seating going upwards. Grand, okay. grand total, just surrounding the stadium. Is there anywhere that's especially dark? Um, I think, like, the very top sections of the, of the stands are probably darkest because they are, like, at the bases of the big floodlights. So the floodlights are aiming at the pitch, hitting the pitch, and they're not really reaching directly beneath them gotcha 
I think this creature typically, at least from what I can tell, sticks to the darkness. We should probably check where it is dark. Okay, well, let's go. Right. Uh, yeah, you guys head up into the darkness, and and there are a number of people kind of in the darkest parts of the stands. Just um, necking. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely. <laughs> There, there's there's definitely some of that. Uh, definitely some horny teenagers up there. A hank of um, uh, sure. I, I, please talking about teens here. Can you can you not? I lose it. Okay. I, I regret it. There's some horny young adults up there. Um, there we go. That there's there's probably some people doing some more or less those, illicit those drugs. Ra- those rascally college students. <laughs> uh, but more more or less illicit drugs depending on where, where you wandered. Um, so a lot of them aren't very happy to have you kind of investigating the area. Um, How you doing, you, fellow you, teens? <laughs> Is that cool? Yeah, How you doing, fellow young adults? No, no. You, you get, a, get a lot of those, like, uh, like, are you a narc kind of looks as you kind of walk around the darker parts of the stands. I mean, we probably do look like undercover cops, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're trying too hard. hard blend in. The way we are dressed. <laughs> we, we, might, we might have, like, dressed... I, I think we honestly dressed too over the top. We did too Al- good a job. Almost certain. Yeah. <laughs> yep. People, uh, I, I'm if, sure if the anything, other people have, think, like, jeans and a band t-shirt. <laughs> say, if anything, I think Baron's probably the, the, the most blending in here. Because, like, the most ridiculous part of his outfit was just tearaway pants. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> He's the got cr- tied a fractal hoodie and tearaway pants, and that's, like, you know. The shirt's probably kind of wild, but, like, eh. But, yeah, uh, other, like, I mean, that's what you, you see. You see, like, young adults just... Doing things they probably shouldn't be doing, but nothing that suggests that any of them's, you know, a murderous monster. Hmm. Maybe not up here. You said you saw it blend in and go... It blended a little bit in the crowd, but I don't know. I mean, it, it wouldn't entirely be in the crowd the entire time because Kernunas is right. It, it does like the dark. I mean, maybe it's seeking out its next victim and trying to find someone... To, you know, he, he kind of like does like hand motions around his neck, um, to you know <laughs> scare. I wanna, I wanna light up the dark areas of the stands. Okay. Can I do magic right. to do that? Uh, let's take a look, shall we? It's not really amongst the usual things you can do with use magic. However, if you can come up. Like with a way you're trying to use magic to do it beyond just I want this to be light now, I, I I would be more inclined to let you do it. Um, well, stands usually have like uh, floodlights around them, like on the top, at least on the top floors. From what I, every time I've been there, um, which I'm sure they're like turned off at this point because of the band lighting. Um, I'd like to turn them on. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think that falls under any of the normal ones, but I, I think that's reasonable enough um maybe that would count as like seeing somewhere that you aren't so we know where yeah. to turn them on either that or do one thing beyond human limitations yeah. and just like using electricity to power everything up um but but i'll i'll, I'll let it happen just because i'm actually seeing where this <laughs> it's goes technomancy uh go and give me that uh use yeah. magic roll you're like i'll allow it <laughs> i mean 
He's the god of this world. He can do whatever he wants. I, I, I'll shut you down when I think what you're doing is absolutely ridiculous. I don't think this is too terribly uh. ridiculous. Like, the, the infrastructure is in place. Um, what, what does this look like, though? What does this uh, spell Enif is casting look like? Um, I think Enif kind of uh, goes up to the edge of the stands, you know, past all the people glaring at them, and kind of looks around and sees that there's these big, like, big, big lights around the stadium, you know, that are kind of, like, that are, that are like, that are on the stands that are used for, like, a game when it's really dark, mm-hmm. um, which aren't in use now. And so, um, Enif kind of, like, there, I mean, like, from what I experience, I don't know if everybody else has experienced this, but from my experience, like, um, in stadiums and stuff, it's usually, like, at least in my college stadium, is, like, it's usually, like, these lights are, like, on a pole, you know? Oh, yeah. And the, yeah. The, the, those are there. They're currently on. They're just angled directly at the pitch rather than okay. the, sta- the stands at all. So you could probably, like, do a spell to, to, to move them to, to point at the, sta- the stands a little more. Right. So I think what Enif is going to do is kind of, like, reach and um, touch the, the uh, metal part and kind of, like, use a spell to... Um, move that one and then like basically through the connectivity of like them all being connected kind of to the same power source do the same thing to all the other ones yeah i think on 11 you you, you succeed at doing that um, hooray it's it's like it's draining for you you you've never it's it's on a larger scale than you typically use magic mm-hmm. um and and i doubt enif has any uh experience using magic on circuitry before nope <laughs> um so, so this definitely drains you, you quite a bit. It's a shot in the do. dark. Um, <laughs> in the dark. Ah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you hear uh, a, a loud metal grating as the, these, uh, all these floodlights are forced to, to, to uh, kind of pivot a little bit to, to shine more of their light on the stands. And now the, the shadowy bits in the stands are all lit up and the, the uh, pitch is slightly less lit up. It's got a lot of the like uh, light show from the band from like the band's stages. So like they aren't much worse for wear than they were. Uh, but like obviously less lights on the pitch now. Um, but yeah, you, you can now kind of see the whole of the stands. Uh, there's very few very edge sections where the lights aren't aren't lighting up now. Other than there being more light, is there any change as the light kind of moves? Do we do I like see anything as this is all happening? Uh, Go ahead and give me a read about situation as you try and uh, keep an eye out for any any changes. Is there anybody screeching going <laughs> like the light is? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right, yeah, you get to ask That's, three uh, 13. questions. Holy shit! Perfect. Wow, Susan. All right. Uh, oh man, I wasn't prepared to succeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to fail. Uh, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Uh, you take a look around um, as the, the the lights are moving. Um, and as you are like trying to take in the whole stadium, you, you're like looking for anyone like freaking out about the light or doing anything that might tip you off that there's a monster. You don't quite catch any of that, but eventually you see one of the stages. Um, uh, it, it takes you a little bit. You have to look a little closely. Uh, and with that nice of a roll, you kind of like get a really good beat on it. You see uh, a, a warm orange light uh kind of flickering behind it um that no one else seems to have noticed yet that's uh you know at odds with the the bright fluorescent lights coming from the uh uh floodlights hmm. definitely uh flickering orange light you said yes 
Hey, does anyone else see that? Is that fire right there? And Kernanos kind of points down at the light. Yeah, you all you all follow his point, and you see that that after like looking, at it, and it does take again a little bit of uh, trying to like follow his point to figure out exactly where it is. Uh, you do see that same orange flickering. You you can't quite see fire itself, but uh, Kernanos's assumption does not seem too baseless. That's what my no. idea was. Remember, I said if we wanted to lure it out, we can get a fire going. Right, but we also this thing feeds <laughs> off of panic. We can't have people panicking. So well, no, we got to go put it out. Yeah, <laughs> we do need to go yep. put it out. <laughs> Let's go see if it's fire too, Chris. It what could is, just be a flashlight. Uh, what is most vulnerable to me? Uh, what's most vulnerable to you? Uh, you take a look around, trying to. I- I'm assuming that's just like how. Uh, I'll, I'll I don't know. I need as, to as best I can. <laughs> I yeah, need to ask you look around, so. uh, trying to like find if there's anything that that uh, else. To, uh, as part of like your your look around, you you try and find something that's vulnerable to you, and you kind of hone in on like how can I deal with this fire, uh, and you see that there's only like one security person assigned to to each of these smaller stages, uh, and they don't seem to be particularly paying much attention. Um, so it seems like it would be pretty easy to distract the, the security guard long enough just, to, to get around that stage, put out the fire and not like catch any additional, like catch any additional notice. All right. And, um, what's my best way in? Um, your best way in would definitely be getting up to like the higher stands and approaching the stage from the back so that people don't like watch you going around the back of the stage and going, what's he doing over there? Oh no, fire! Uh, Kernunis is gonna just kind of like break into a, a run to go put the fire out. I'm imagining right. like, um, you know how in stadiums you can sometimes like, if it was empty, it'd be real easy to just kind of like run on the seats. Uh-huh. Yeah, I kind of is like doing that. But then he starts right. running on top of people's heads. No, just takes off in a sprint, um, heading through the stands and and heading towards the the fire he pointed out earlier. Um, just kind of dashing across the seats of the stands. Um, what are the the other, the rest of you three doing? Because Kanunas did what he often does and just went jumped into action without any discussion. I think we're gonna follow, but at a much slower pace. <laughs> all right yeah. yeah you follow behind uh and he gets to the stage when you all are probably about uh i don't know 20 30 yards from the the stage itself the the orange glow has has grown uh, not not a huge deal you, you were like probably one maybe two uh stages over there's probably like five total stages in these stands uh again they're, they're fairly small with very small gatherings um uh Kernanos, you are approaching the 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 uh stage what are you doing i mean i'm gonna just zip around the back and sneak on down all right yeah uh go ahead and give me an act under pressure to to get on over there to put out that fire i'm gonna throw a bottle to distract the security guard uh that is cool correct? Or a rock yes and you get plus one because you're acting on information you had mm-hmm. not that it matters because that's a three it sure is um what is your mundane uh, move that you got. Uh, what could go wrong whenever you charge into danger? You, without hedging your bets, hold two. Uh, you can spend it to inflict additional harm, reduce someone's harm by one, or take plus two forward. On well, you got those pressure. hold two. Not that they're going to help you at this particular instance. 
Um, you go sprinting into around to try and get around this, uh, but uh, unfortunately, um, one of the you, you're focused on getting to where you're going, uh, and one of the uh, uh, chairs that you're running across is just not. It's broken. Oh and no! So it's just like not there, and you just take a tumble and just fall face first into the sta- the stage. It's, uh, it 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 hurts, and like your your nose is bleeding a little bit. I don't think it's enough to cause actual harm. Um, but the loud clattering uh, draws the attention of the crowd around the stage, and uh, you see the security officer, the security officer, security guard running over to figure out what the hell just happened. Uh, Kurnunos like pinches his nose, points at the fire, and goes. There's a fire over that. Okay. Uh, the security guard uh, looks at you and uh, th- follows your, your your pointing and uh, goes, oh, "Oh shit! Uh, oh, okay, yeah." Uh, and and uh, runs over, runs behind the stage, and pulls out a, a fire extinguisher. And you, you hear a number of, of murmurs coming from the crowd, and a few of them look worried. Uh, but then the the security guard sprays it with a. Uh, the fire extinguisher and uh they, they still look a little worried um but like none of them are obviously panicked because the fire was dealt with and uh the security guard goes thanks for uh pointing that out i don't know how bad i could have gotten if no one noticed it sooner yeah no problem uh and shortly after that the the rest of your group catches up to you and the uh the security guard gives you a um gra- uh grateful wave and then goes back to to standing at the edge of the the stage uh checking their phone regularly Good See, work. Uh, Kurnidus, Some... this is what happens when you run off without us. I mean... <laughs> Enif is, like, pointing at his messed up nose. Uh, can Enif go ahead and use magic to heal his nose? <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't, I don't think I'm going to make you roll for that. You you reach on over and, and, and cease the bleeding in Kurnidus' nose. Oh, you could have left it like that. I mean... <laughs> we're trying... Some war scars... Normally, I would say yes, but right now we're trying not to get people to panic, and I think somebody running around with a bloody nose would, you know, induce some panic. Or they think it's really cool. Pointing at the fire worried some folks, but I figured it was better than, you know, an actual fire. Yeah, oh, for sure. that monster feeding yeah. off of panic. Well, for one thing, if the fire was set by the creature, then that means that it's starting to, um, you know, go with its initial goal of you know, trying to create some panic. So we need to keep our ears and eyes out for anything else that we can try and cause any other problems. How do we get on the attack here? We can't just run around literally putting out fires. Maybe there's a way to, like, proactively, like, tell people that something bad's going to happen, but make it feel like it's part of the, uh, the show. That way, like, you know, if there is another fire, it's like, oh, yeah, the fire part of the show. Woo, exciting. And, like, no <laughs> one gets panicked because they think it's on purpose. Is there, so, yeah. is there like, a, what, what is that thing called? Like, um, a radio system here or, like, a broadcast system? I mean... I know that that guy up top or up front had like a microphone and he was shouting stuff into the crowd, but maybe if next time, if we get up there, maybe next time something happens, we can just, you know, announce that, oh, this segment has started, you know, everybody clap, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we'd have to get up into the announcer booth, though, honestly, and it might be locked, but we could, we could give it a shot just to see if we could get in there. 
That's I mean, if it's locked, I could go through the door. Uh, mm. uh, up there might be a good vantage help. point, too. That looks like it has a pretty good view of the entire stadium. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we go? Why don't we go check it out and we'll see if we find anything along our way? All right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Besides, like, like locked doors have ever stopped y'all before. Sure. Um, For many reasons, they haven't. Yeah. You begin. I think Kernunus doesn't way. even know that locks are real. <laughs> <laughs> Some doors just need to be opened with fire. What are you talking about? Kernunus is like locks are a myth. <laughs> Nobody's ever locked me out of anything in their life. <laughs> and they never will. <laughs> that is a challenge. You guys make your way up the, the stands heading towards the, the announcer booth. Um, and and you make it up there there fairly quickly. Um, and you approach it. And as you, you reach for the door, uh, yeah, the, the door is obviously locked. The, the All the lights are off in the announcer booth. It is currently unoccupied. Okay, I got this. I got this. I got this. Uh, Iris. Are- are you sure you want to do this? You seem a little inebriated. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Iris, uh, invisible time. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Iris goes uh, in, 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 in invisible. Isaac, going yeah. ghost. Yeah, <laughs> going yeah, ghost. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the going ghost, the thing where we go through stuff. Oh, oh that's uh, um, I don't think that's invisible. I don't. I know. I don't know. I don't know what that word is though. I'm nine or something. <laughs> I'm nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have seven to nine grandparents. <laughs> okay, so here's here's a curious question. If if Isaac gets drunk, does it affect Iris in any way? That is an excellent question. Uh, I don't think so, because Iris is more uh chained to Isaac's like spirit and uh-huh. getting drunk is a very physical thing. Okay. I don't think Iris is tied to Isaac's mind or anything, which okay. is what's affected by the, the drunkenness. So, like, Iris is just not sure what's happening. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what this means, though? That Isaac will always have some sort of, like, uh, sober buddy with him at every Yeah, but time. Iris can't be a designated driver. <laughs> she can use a little <laughs> that's on your shoulder that, like, whispers good things into your ear to convince you of doing the right thing. Wow, Isaac, I can't believe you took that shot. Do another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Iris goes, okay, uh, let's, uh, I, I, sure, yeah, go, going through the door, right? Yep. All right, uh, and I'm going to need you to go ahead and roll Act Under Pressure, because you're currently fairly drunk for this activity. Bring it on with my negative one cool. Oh, man. Bam, nine. Yeah. Wow. Drunk Isaac is really competent. <laughs> <laughs> you doubted him. Um, <laughs> oh my god! You, uh, uh, you jump through it, and there's a terrifying moment as you are like halfway through jumping through this door, where Iris's uh, like connection with you starts to falter, and and you you fear you're about to like become tangible in the middle of this door uh which obviously uh, you you don't know exactly what would happen but it probably wouldn't be good um but it, she manages to keep hold of of you in, in in this intangible state and you manage to land on the other side uh but you can sense that iris was just extremely exhausted by that maneuver and so you don't think you're gonna have access to uh her abilities for for a little bit here okay I imagine that 
Isaac, like, just shouted, going ghost, before just jumping through this door. Iris is just like, oh, goodness, that was... I, I don't I don't know what what's happening, but it's it's the our our powers aren't aren't meshing as well as they normally do. Huh? I have a theory. Um, <laughs> I just had I just had this mental image of like, you know, Isaac yells "Go and Ghost" and then jumps and the you know the camera cuts and then it's the inside of the office and he just shatters through a window nearby. <laughs> <laughs> I was imagining just like like going ghost and it's inside the office and then he comes back into view only half of him on either side of the door I I, I can't move okay Uh, but yeah you are in there uh, now and yeah okay Uh, can I unlock the door yeah sure yeah you unlock the door I I was gonna make it so you couldn't but I can't think of a reasonable reason why he wouldn't be able to I'm trying to think, like, maybe it uses key cards. I just, I can't consider a reason why you wouldn't be able to just unlock this door. I can guarantee you that, like, those booths up in the stadium do not use key cards. Like, (laughs) it's a a complicated lock. (laughs) I mean, from the outside, maybe, but I wouldn't imagine that the inside would have them locked. You unlock the deadbolt and uh, open the door for your companions. Oh, come on in. Thank goodness. You're. That didn't go up without a hitch, so that's good. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Isaac. Your uncle is so proud. <laughs> so proud. All right. Especially while drunk. Can we? So I think the PA system's here. Can we investigate? Can Can Edith investigate the inside of this uh, booth and see if there's anything that they can possibly take that might be useful to us later? Uh... Uh, sure, yeah, you look around this booth, um, I, I guess you take out, uh, or I got, you guys turn on the lights, what, what am I saying? Uh, you, you take a look around, uh, after turning on the lights, um, and it's a fairly straightforward, like, uh, like, announcing booth, uh, it's got, like, two seats in front of two little, like, microphones, uh, the, the, the PA system seems to be off at the moment, and, um... <laughs> Other than that, it's got, like, a small little, like, break room-esque corner with, like, a coffee maker and a, a microwave and, like, a sink. And that that's about it. Is there a megaphone? Uh, no. Damn. Chris, does this stadium have one of those kiss cam uh, screens? No, it's, it's like... A, a, a small towns okay. stadium. Hey, I wasn't. Are sure, you telling me that small helpful. towns don't have kiss cams, yeah. Chris? I'm saying that this small town does not. Fuck okay. off. <laughs> Damn. Because that would have been smart if we could use a camera to like zoom in and around the stadium. The, but... I think maybe there's like a couple of screens, um, and just for the sake of, of ease, one's labeled like, um, I, I don't know, East. East field and one's labeled West field. And it's just like the two sides of the fields to get a better look uh, for when they're doing the announcement of the game of what happened and for replays and whatnot. Okay. Are the cameras currently on? Uh, no, no, nothing but the lights is on right now. You, you turned on the lights and that's it. Can we turn the cameras on? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, you fiddle with the, the camera monitors and turn them on and they are, uh, I think one is unfortunately completely blocked by the, the, the stage one. 
Um, but the other one is kind of part of it's blocked by stage two, but like it gets a decent view of the crowd uh, in front of stage two because stage two is reasonably smaller than stage one is. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 first camera is just unfortunately placed, and the the stage just happens to to hit right where it's trying to aim. Hmm, unfortunate. Uh, I walk up to the mic and just scream, A-O-A-O, Jaman, Jaman. Jaman, Jaman. That was actually the monster's weakness. Uh, you, you hear a scream, and you look across the stands, and you see an, a small explosion and a puff of smoke. Uh, you can all go home now. Congratulations. Well done. Right. Yeah. yeah, episode yeah. three, and we did it. <laughs> go home, guys. Thanks, Jaman. You're my hero. <laughs> What are you doing? So, so there's like a like a window where you can look out into the stadium, right? Yeah, it's like a a, a big almost like not quite floor to ceiling, but pretty pretty tall window looking out over the the field and the stands. Uh, you have a pretty good vantage point from here. Okay. Uh, as does everyone else to you. Um. Oh. Mm-hmm. We should mm-hmm. probably turn the lights back off. That might be a good idea. Okay. Yeah, we can turn the lights back off. Flip that switch. All right. Yeah, you turn the lights back off. Um, um, but while, while, we're, while I'm looking out though, Chris, can I, um, can I see like, cause what, basically what I want to do is kind of see how many areas are like enveloped in darkness to kind of like narrow down where the monster would be like my, my, I th- cause I think our goal should be to kind of like, um, basically eliminate as many dark spots as possible until we can kind of corner the monster into one. Gotcha, that's fair. Um, I think right now the darkest portions of the, the entire area, now that you kind of move the floodlights, um, it's it's interesting, right? Because like the, both of the stage one and stage two have like light shows going on, so like they are intermittently dark, but like for them, like they are not consistently dark. Uh, but like behind both stages, the majority of those like technical areas are dark. There's like one mm-hmm. small lit section behind them where like the the, the sound booth guy is working, but um, other than that, the majority of behind the stage is, is fairly dark. Um, and of course you've lit the majority of the stands. There's like some small sections just where like, you know, the, the floodlights don't cover everything. So like, there's like small triangles of darkness at like some, some points on the stands towards like the top and bottom, but, uh, they're, they're fairly small areas. You see that a lot of the, the, uh, the, the young adults doing potentially illicit things have moved into these small triangles of lack of light. <laughs> um like cockroaches from the storm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um Yikes. it looks like there's um you know two two larger areas that this thing could hide out in behind the two stages. If we maybe light up one of them, maybe it could corner the monster into to just only have that one area that it can go to. I think that's a good idea. If we can control this thing, like I said, we can get on the attack. So we just have to find some way to light up the behind the stage. Um, I mean, if this place has one of these sound boxes, it has to have a place where it has lighting equipment, right? Kernino shrugs. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh. We could see if we can find anything. Or even just, like, I don't know, find find some sort of light, honestly. Or at least a group of us could go and uh, try and light up the other side, you know, with, with our phones or something like that, maybe. 
Chris, mm-hmm. that room that I went to explore uh, last session that had like all the like tech equipment and other stuff in there, were there any signs of like, you know, like floodlights or things that would help light up stuff? Yeah, I think there was some like spare light show equipment in there, like some some strobes, some like uh, colored spotlights, stuff stuff like that. Stuff that would be like used for different bands, different light shows if they were swapping them out. Okay, I think I know where we can find some. You do? Uh, yeah, okay. I was there earlier. Okay, yeah, let's lead, lead the way. Let's yeah. see if we can get some heavier dutier lights to set up there. Alright, uh, you begin heading out of the, um, the announcer's booth. Uh, um, is there a key are... to this, this room? Like, is there a key anywhere that we could take with us in case it gets locked? I don't think the key to this room is kept inside the locked room. That seems, hmm. that seems not great. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we, can we, well, uh, hold on. Can we use, like, a chip yeah. of wood to, to prop the door so it doesn't close all the way? I mean, you could also just not relock yeah. it. Isn't, wasn't there, like, a deadbolt kind of thing? Yeah, there was a deadbolt that, that was locked that Isaac yeah. unlocked when, when he let you in. Which we oh, will okay. be incapable of locking again because we don't have a key to do it from the outside. Correct. That's also true. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I wasn't sure if it was one of those doors that, like, locked automatically or something. Yeah, good point. No, it, it, it seems to be just have, like, a, a, a fairly um, secure deadbolt, but it is just, like, a deadbolt. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you guys uh, begin heading out of the announcer booth, and as you do, um, at some distance away, uh, you hear the crackle of someone talking on a walkie-talkie, uh, and you hear footsteps heading in your direction. What do you do? Uh, is there any place to hide around here? Um, there's the stands. You might be able to like hide under some seats. You might be able to hide in the announcer's booth itself. As you, were... this is like as you are leaving the door um there's like you could try climbing on top of the announcer's booth uh you could try hightailing it to one of the uh ways into the like interior of the stands um there's a number of like things it's it's a stadium so like imagine a stadium and if you could hide somewhere in there you can probably hide in this situation uh i think interior of the stands yep yeah yep back to that inner hallway uh, yeah, so I'm gonna need an act under pressure for all of you as you try and make it there quickly and, uh, stealthily enough not to be caught by whoever's coming your way. It's a five, five from Isaac. That's a six from Kirnunos. That's Kirin a six Nunos. from Kirnunos. It's a nine from Enif. Hey, I leveled up. That's a nine from Baron. Uh, so that's two mixed successes and a, uh, and two failures. All right, uh, Enif and Baron, um, you begin dashing uh down um and you kind of keep your heads low and sort of behind the uh stands um not this yeah the stands i guess uh and you sort of make it there uh without being caught by whoever's coming to you but like one of one of the the crowds around one of the stages spots you and sees you running at top speed uh into the halls obviously doing something very stealthy and uh even if uh, just from what you've seen so far, you can tell that they're probably now emitting some of that that that, that dark uh, stream that Isaac had started to emit because that's not a, a comforting scene at a at a concert. Uh, 
Dang it. Kerninos and Isaac. Um, Kerninos, you are running along trying to make sure Isaac is coming along, and Isaac is having difficulty moving fast downstairs and is currently inebriated states. Uh, and Kerninos, uh, you turn back, and as you're turning back, Isaac has tripped, and you both come clattering down the stairs. Uh, and as you look up, you see um, the security guard that uh, patted you down at the uh, gate uh, looking at you with some suspicion. Uh, she says... Now, what were you two doing in the announcer's booth? Were we in the announcer's booth? We weren't in the announcer's booth. We were in the stands here. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me that manipulate someone to, to, to lie to this woman. All right. So ought to be bad. As you are in a tangle with Isaac on the ground. <laughs> that is a six. Oh, bad. Can I um, try to help out to bring it up to a seven? What do you do to help out? I mean, I had literally, like, my initial thing use, was, use that are good we old, in the announcer's the, booth? Use that good okay. old Isaac charm. <laughs> yeah, sure. That is a, uh, I believe, help someone out is plus cool. I fucking hate my cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, wow, this has been a, a, a terrible series of errors. Yes, oh, boy. Um, as you were saying this, um, her eyebrow raises so far it goes beyond her bangs. <laughs> and it clips right it, off her it, head. <laughs> it clips through her hair into the sky. It's floating above uh, her head. And you hear some additional footsteps and another security guard arrives. And Hilda says, "Get, help me get these two up. We got, we got to take them to the... the uh, the the holding cell, and uh, the the new arrival says, y- "You mean you mean the lost and found, ma'am?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yes, the the, the, the lost, the, yes, g- oh get him." And uh, they they haul you up to your feet and 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 grab your your wrist and start uh, hauling you off, and um, the the crowd that saw uh, Enoch and Baron uh r- running off uh. At a, at a partial Naruto run to hide underneath the, <laughs> the stands, um, sees the guards now taking two other people off uh, forcefully, and there's a lot of panicked murmuring going through that crowd. Uh, and Isaac, uh, in your drunken state, you still manage, deep in the crowd, you see someone grinning. Uh, and as you try to get a good look at them, the, the crowd move, shifts and moves, and you don't get get more than that look at them. Ah. Uh, and you two are, are are hauled off in the direction of the lost and found slash holding cells. Um, unknown as to what the consequences of your actions are going to be. Enough and Baron... You managed to make it into the uh, interior of the stands. Um, this side, it actually has a... Um, the, those rope partitions are actually blocking off the stairs entirely. Like, there's not, like, a hallway set up. This entire area is just completely darkened. Mm-hmm. This is the second floor. This is where the stairs let out. This is as high as uh, the interior goes. Um, you're in there, and... You, you wait a couple, you like look behind you expecting uh, Kernunus and Isaac to be behind you, and very shortly after, you, you, or just as you're about to kind of like 
do they come? You hear a crashing sound, and then you hear a stern voice asking them questions. Uh, and then you, you kind of take a glance off, and you see the two of them uh, being guided off and away. Do we hear the security guard say where they're going to take them? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's, that seems fair. Uh, you, you, you definitely hear them say to the, to the lost and found slash holding cells. Oh no, this isn't good. Oh, God, they would get caught. Hey, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on a minute. Very rude. Her is like, okay. I hear someone talking shit about me. <laughs> like, <laughs> starts sneezing like someone's talking about me. Um, well, I don't even know where Isaac was even talking about before to get the lights either. I think we. <laughs> That's true too. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, I think we have to go. Is is this turning into breaking them out of whatever holding cell that they're in? Well, then I also noticed there's our little stunt that we just did definitely caused some people to get a little uncomfortable. Um, I think the if we we got to find some way to calm some of these people down, um, otherwise it's just going to attract the monster more. Um, so, yeah, what can we do to... Do you know who spe- was it specific people that you saw? No, I just kind of saw some people whispering to each other in the crowds. Um, mm. I have an idea, but I don't know how... <laughs> if Chris will let me do this. <laughs> That's always a good start. What are we, what are we Go at? for it, yeah. Um, okay, should I... All right. So, first question is: Does this um, does this stadium have an air conditioning unit? I am. That is a hell of a first question for whatever your plan is. Hold on. Um, I feel like stadiums tend to in in their interior, right? That's that's anyone who's been to stadiums more often than I have. Any pitches uh. for that? We'll let, say me, let, me, yes. let me do some research. Do stadiums have AC? I feel uh, like there would be fans because they're usually pretty open. I mean, I think or, like yeah, they have a heating system. I think because I'm pretty sure that they can blow like hot air down. Structures like this typically rely on centralized air conditioning systems. Essentially, several units are placed in one location in a central cooling station. So yeah, sounds like yeah, they do have HVAC situations going on. <laughs> Okay, and that air All gets right. like gets like blasted to around the stadium. Yeah, it sounds like there's like a central station, and then like there's like a whole ventilation system going on, at least on the interior side of things. Okay. Um, gonna mission impossible through those vent shafts. No, I have no, air. I have a different oh, God. idea. Um, if okay, Baron, do you think this place has has some sort of um? air conditioning unit situation i think i saw some vents coming in here but i'm not 100 percent sure i imagine they have something at least for heat in the winter but um we could check it probably only like the interior and the things um of the stadium okay but what were you thinking i think i have a way to calm these people down um if i could 
And this is where I'm going to ask Chris if this is even possible before I go any further. <laughs> I'm so concerned. <laughs> I'm so worried. <laughs> so my thought process is for Enif to basically, because Enif has their junk with them at all times, um, to basically combine um, like the herbs and crush up some of the crystals that they have that they know have calming properties and basically put it in the vents and and have it blast into the air. <laughs> it's a great it's gonna get, put a mass high on the stadium. Yeah. A calming high. <laughs> a calming high. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Here is what I think that amounts to. I don't think the, the answer is yes. Even if, is probably going to come up with that idea and try it regardless of whether or not it's going to work. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. I, so so I, I don't think it's a matter of me saying if you can and can't. Uh, it's a matter of me deciding if that's going to work over time. Um, so yeah, Enif uh, goes ahead, uh, <laughs> says that they have an idea, and you begin heading into the interior, which as I mentioned is very dark, and you're looking for vents, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like, I was, I would probably honestly would go, because the air has to come from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably go to the central unit where all this, all these, like, vents lead to, so that I can have one area where I can put my stuff, and it kind of gets drafted throughout all the venting system. Okay, so you're trying to find the central cooling unit mm-hmm. of the stadium. <laughs> um, so you begin, all right, okay. Here's what happens. Mm. And I, I, I'm so glad... That, like, I, what's about to happen was already, like, what was going to happen regardless. So I didn't have to come up with an excuse to slow, stop you from doing this horrifying thing. Um, I'm sorry. But you begin to, uh, I mean, Enif and Baron aren't going to find the central cooling We can try. In any kind of expedient <laughs> manner. No, I don't. Uh, the only reason you found the announcement thing is because it sticks out like a sore thumb. Anyway, you begin uh, looking for it. You, you, you head into these halls and uh, start shining your lights to see if you can find like any sort of sign that might point you in that direction. Because uh, neither of you have any idea what you're looking for. I think Baron might have the slightest clue of what like HVAC units look like just from working on people's like helping build homes as part of his carpentry. Uh, but like the actual workings of it, especially on this scale, are, like, way beyond anything he's worked on. Um, and you don't make it very deep into this interior, this extremely dark space, uh, before you hear some kind of noise around the corner. Oh, I don't I don't like the sound of that at all. We need to hide. Was it a human noise? Uh, you, you, uh, you, you, um, you know what? I I think what you heard was the sound of something scraping along the stone of the walls. Uh, I don't like that. I mean, we weren't, we're not in a part of the stadium that's restricted. We can just lie and say that we're looking for the bathroom. You are in this area that's completely dark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's probably a good sign that you're not supposed to be there. Fine, we'll hide then. <laughs> Where's the closest um, place to hide? So you look place? around trying to find a place to hide. Um, there's a number of like currently unused, like they don't even have like any signs or like equipment in them right now. Uh, concession stands, as well as a few bathrooms. 
Um, the bathrooms are a little bit in the direction of the sound you heard, and you're not, like, it stopped, so you're not quite sure where whatever made it is. Uh, so the concession stands are definitely a little closer. There's a couple, like, benches you might be able to try hiding under. Uh, but that's basically what you got here. Uh, let's, let's hide in those concession stands, quick. All right, All right. let's go. Uh, yeah, you guys hop on over into these concession stands. They were pretty close, so you're able to duck into them without too much effort. And uh, it doesn't take too long before you hear that scraping sound once again, um, a lot closer this time. And you hear a voice uh, just sort of echoing around this, this large empty space you find yourself in, just saying, Come out, come out wherever you are. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Hate that. <laughs> Ooh, you're hiding. I can only imagine what... Uh... Oh, I feel it. You're afraid of me, aren't you? Little monster hunters. <laughs> and you hear the scraping again, and it is... Uh, it's on the wall opposite of the concession stand you're hiding in. Um, and you, you hear another long sniff, and as, as it gets a little more quiet and, and, and it's a lot closer, you hear some footsteps heading in your general direction. I don't know if y'all are going to let me do this, but... Um, <laughs> that's been a lot of that this that's session. A summary, yeah, it's a summary of the session, I think. Okay. Um, Enif is going to cause reach into their little pouch as silently as possible. Um, and... Because basically, I think Enif... And I'm, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but I think if we calm ourselves down, the monster will kind of like not be able to find us anymore. So you break out the good cush. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so Enid, pass, Enid, pass me the Enid, dang. <laughs> <laughs> um, Enid is going to reach into the pouch as like silently as possible because um, they know most of their stones by like feel alone. Um, and I call bullshit. <laughs> you can't uh, yes. possibly tell the difference between quartz and citrine from touch. Well, yeah, if they're different. They're very shaped, different yeah, shapes. I, I feel like those two were particularly bad examples. <laughs> if they're different. They're not, because is a type of quartz. Oh, fancy. Yeah. I mean, they're, all the stones are different are different shaped and they're different sizes. So, yeah, no, I... Yeah, and they're some are smooth, some are rough. Yeah, no, they definitely can't tell the difference. At least the ones they put in their own pouch, you know? That's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, they probably save them the way they want. <laughs> I think if it's, like, a pile of stones, probably not. But, like... The... It, tra- it tracks that Enif would have, like, these stones sorted by shape, size, and <laughs> every other yeah. thing. Because they would believe they need it at a moment's notice. At a mo- exactly, exactly. Um, so Enif is going to take out a calming crystal, and I don't have my book open right now, so I can't tell you the exact name of it, but, um, and is going to put it in, um, both in their hand and also take, um, Baron's hand and put it on top of the crystal and kind of use magic to amplify the crystal and basically calm them both down. Alright, I think... I'm willing to let that be a, a twist on your Leave No Stone Uncharmed ability, ah. for sure. Uh, and I believe that's just plus weird. So going into plus weird roll uh, to see how well... I think this, this is the f- uh, I think this is the first time I've actually used that move. It is. Neat. You, you sort of use it retroactively with Isaac. <laughs> that's true. Ha <laughs> ha! I say 13. Oh, yeah. nice. I mean, you do get a lot to your plus weird. 
I did it. That is, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you uh, hand these stones, and Baron has no idea what's going on, uh, but then instinctively just feels a calming uh, presence uh, washing over him, just flowing Baron, from this Baron has no idea what's it. going on, but just goes with it. <laughs> yeah, because you've said nothing the entire time. You're just like, you're, you're just like all of a sudden, like, take my hand and put it over stone. Baron's just like, yeah, what's that? <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Oh, I feel feel good. <laughs> yeah, this stone is radiating um, this this calming presence, um, and and your y- your breathing slows, uh, and you hear these footsteps, and then you hear just another. Oh, are we fleeing now? Don't worry, I love the chase just as much as I love the catch. And you hear the footsteps make out uh, make away at a. Uh, terrifyingly fast pace quite honestly mm. uh, but luckily the citrines are keep keeping you calm for the moment uh and the the, the footsteps are quite silent uh for how big this this monster seems to be uh in whatever horrifying form it's been taking uh and you you hear that scraping along the wall some distance away uh and then the the, the stone steadily slows its uh it's calming an, presence it's an agate not a citrine <laughs> this, oh, this okay. agate slowly <laughs> stops uh releasing its its calming presence and you feel the 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 panic return uh belatedly uh but you are now no longer quite so close to the monster so you have a little bit of breathing room to act um Kurnus and Isaac, you are guided on your way. Um, the, the security guards don't really initiate any conversation with you as they guide you through the interior. They, they take you through the um, the hallways you're supposed to take out of the stands, down down towards the pitch. Uh, and they take you into the security office and push you into a room that is just full of just a variety of lost items. You see, like, watches, there's sweaters, there's at least one wallet in there. Um, take the wallet. They, they sort of put you in there there's not really any locks or anything they don't have handcuffs they're a security detail for a newly open stadium um and uh as they push in in it um hilda the the person who met you at the gates goes all right now why don't you tell me what you were doing in the announcement booth i was my friend's birthdays today and I was trying to do a surprise for them and wish them happy birthday over the speakers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Isaac just starts drunk Such crying. crying. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, yeah. Isaac, go ahead and give me a manipulate someone. Take plus one for that. <laughs> Honestly impressive. <laughs> lie and performance there <laughs> all i can imagine uh, is isaac just starts just like literally heavy duty drunk crying with this pink neon hat I'm on sorry <laughs> that eight. Is an eight all right uh on an eight they believe you but they might ask for some additional proof um hilda look uh looks amongst the two of you and you see uh the other security guard that brought you in uh she goes why if that isn't the sweetest thing i ever heard hilda do you hear that i'm just wishing a happy birthday a little misguided to interrupt all the music going on but it's, it's a sweet little gesture and hilda is much less amused she goes um and let me figure out where i left the name she goes 
Fadila, uh, no, uh, that they still broke in. I'm not quite sure how, because the keys are still in here. Uh, and she, Kernan, uh, as you see her glance over at like this, the number of keys that are on the wall in the security office. Um, and she she looks back at, at you, Kerninus, and just goes, "It, what what were, it, let me let me start that over." She goes, "Um, are you this this, this kid's father? Or what's why were you helping this clearly uh, drunken poor plan?" I'm also <laughs> I'm also kind of. Uh, Little tipsy. Um, it seemed yeah. like a good idea at the time. Fadila, <laughs> uh, go re- make sure the thing's relocked, grab the keys, and, and go ahead and lock the place up again. Uh, I'm going to assign a secure detail just to make sure you don't get any more stupid ideas in your head, but as long as you promise to not get into any more trouble, I mean, you, you didn't actually do anything... Um, I guess you, you guys can be free to go. Thank you so much. I promise I will not do that again. <laughs> okay, there it is. Promise. Got it. You? You promise? Security guard's like, uh, don't touch me. Please, 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 please. please. Pinky promise. <laughs> sure. Uh, just keep, keep keep it easy on, on the, the booze here uh, or whatever other things I do not need to know about are going on here and get uh, back to your, I don't know, Rap music, Adams. Ed, ed, I don't know. Adams. Go, 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 go! Have fun. We go have fun. Yeah, let's leave. Yeah, have fun. Uh, and you walk out shortly after Fadilla, who starts heading in the direction um, of the uh, of the thing to relock it with the keys that they had in the office. Um, and you are now uh, more or less free. Uh, Hilda's kind of watching you and doesn't seem to be inclined to let you out of or stop watching you until you go, seem to be going to back to enjoying the concerts. I think but, we have to do that. I think we just have to walk back onto the pitch and like go enjoy music for a couple of minutes and get lost in the crowd and then kind of regroup on the other side. Yeah. All right, yeah, you guys head back out on the pitch. Um, you, you catch, like, the end of uh, DJ Schnazzy uh, going on, uh, announcing a next band. Um, and he, 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 you catch the end, and he just goes, Love them, and you're so jazzed to hear them. Here they are, bumming around and bumping. And a band comes out on stage to, to, to many cheers uh, from, from stage two. Uh, and and they just they just get right into it. It is it is some death metal nonsense <laughs> going on up there. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, the the the, the, uh, the crowd around stage two immediately turns into a mosh, like several horrifying mosh pits. Yeah. So yay. Sweet. Uh, where do you think the other guys went? Um, I have absolutely no idea. Huh. Me, uh, let's, we could text him. Oh, yeah. We do have technology. We do. <laughs> yeah, you remember this time. I didn't have to remind you. Uh, uh send a quick text. Oh, yeah, you, uh, reach out by text. I think that they're, uh, 
a horrifying moment has already passed by the time you send this text because it took you guys a while to be brought down to the holding chamber, quote-unquote. Uh, what do you text them? Uh, Are you just texting the group chat? or Yeah, group chat. Um, not arrested, on pitch, where should we meet? Enif uh, has had a little bit of enough of their adventure, you know, <laughs> the scary situation, and says, um, let's meet at... Um, like kind of like the main because there's like i'm sure that with the concession stands there's like that's like the main area where people like meet up to get a little bit of a peace and quiet um so i'm gonna say let's meet there and you know try and figure out what we should do next yeah you, you reached concessions without too much notice um you see there's a decent line going to to the corn dog stand uh, and you have to hear uh, Roman's uh, corn dog man uh, corn dog stand mantra oh, poor guy a few, <laughs> a, a oh, few more times than you you'd like and it weighs heavily on your soul for the remainder of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always think back on that corn dog man <laughs> are, you, are you guys okay yeah we're fine um, okay. If anybody asks, it's your birthday today, by the way. Uh, sure, sure, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, oh, also, uh, I saw the the guy, um, the monster. He, or it, um, is not just hanging out in the shadows. Uh, I It was, a, you know, it looked like a person. Um, so I think it can take people's forms, and it was just in a crowd of people. Yeah, um, I think we saw it. Well, we didn't see it, but we definitely heard it. Um, mm-hmm. I had this idea of trying to calm everyone down using the AC units, but we never made it to the AC units because halfway there, um, the monster just was was in the hallway. Um, yeah, then we just if decided this, to come back here. <laughs> if this monster can turn into anything or anyone, why would it? be a creepy monster in the hallways in the dark. It's mm, a good question. Mm. Maybe that's only what it looks like when there's no light. Maybe, like, when it's light they it turns into a person or it... I don't know how to, it, how, to, how, to, how to word it right, but maybe it's in its natural form in the shadows and when it's not in the shadows, it's in, you know, hiding in plain sight. I thought maybe light would weaken it in some way and it would choose to stay in the shadows because of that I mean that's what we thought too but maybe not so much maybe the light is what lets it blend in even better hmm Hmm. was was the concession stand area Chris was that like dark or dim at all uh, the concessions area is fairly well lit. Uh, it's okay. the uh, second and third floor of the the stadium interior. The second floor has like these little mini hallways of light going from the stairs to the entrances to the stands, and the third floor is basically mostly roped off and it's just completely dark because it's not supposed to be used right now, except for like transporting uh, bands equipment to the the mini stages in the stands. Um, this is gonna be. A wildly simple thing, but can Baron take out his phone and just, like, Google and try and research on, like, the monster, even if it's, like, mythological stuff about it? Yeah, 100%. That's that's totally a thing you can do in this game. Uh, cool. Go and give me an uh, investigative mystery as you try and, like, look up the facts you know to try and find 
any information you can about this monster. That's a six. Ah, uh, fuck. Anyone I'm helping. Anyone can help him. How are you? Are you just also looking? Stuff I'm up also on, your phone? on there. I'm also on Baron's phone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just snatch my phone. Don't, don't click that. That's porn. I learned that back at the library. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll lend a hand. Yeah. Okay. You can both kind of like look things up on the phone and kind of cross-reference what you're pulling up. Uh, I think Baron's having a little bit of issues, so you kind of like back up the, the information with like your own sort of reserves uh go and give me that uh plus cool roll for helping out because there have not been great rolls tonight it's that is a 13 yeah you 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 are able to really kind of fill in the gaps and and get better keywords than baron was initially searching for uh baron you get to ask one question from investigator mystery it's all about them boolean phrases uh let's see I guess, I mean, yeah, what what sort of creature is it? Uh, yeah, so you're looking up, like, the, this sort of, like, dichotomy of what it can do in the darkness and the light, and, uh, this, this horrifying stretch-out creature, um, and, like, it, it feeding on, on fear and stuff like that, and, uh, one word, uh, keeps popping up, and it, it, it's, it's not a direct, uh, like, one-to-one, this is absolutely what it is. Uh, but it kind of helps to inform, and, and, and it makes sense the more more it pops up. And that word is vampire. Um, a, as you look into it, a lot of like the the, the older myths of vampires uh, weren't this like fancy man Dracula. Like they, they, they were these horrifying monsters. Uh, and uh, one of the the more common myths uh, that you see a lot is a lot of times they say like vampires can't survive in the light. But like some of some variants on it just simply state that they are weakened when they are in the light. Um, as well as, obviously, them feeding off of something that humans produce. Typically, it's blood, but, you know, fear isn't too much of a stretch. So, it, it's seeming more and more likely that this is some sort of vampire. I think, uh, yeah, I think Baron and Canunas have their little Google powwow. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then talk with the team kind of about... Um, yeah, I think, guys, I think it's something very similar, as weird as it sounds, to, to a vampire, really. So, huh. do we know what can harm it? No, because I didn't roll well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that was not the question I chose. <laughs> <laughs> it's weakened by light, um, but I, we don't know anything that can directly harm it. I mean, if we take too much after vampires, it'd be like, you know, wooden stakes and silver and stuff, maybe, but um, we have to yeah. lure it out so we can find it first. Mm. Isaac, can I borrow your phone? Because Eno's phone is not advanced enough to go into the internet. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Enif is going to try and do some research onto what we what can harm harm a vampire. You continue on this investigation uh, on, on, on Isaac's phone. Uh, go ahead and give me that investigative mystery. E. It's a nine. You get to ask one more question. Okay. I'm assuming it's what can hurt it, because that was yeah, yeah. your focus. Yep. Um, so you begin looking through um, the, the, the information on vampires specifically, uh, aiming, aiming more to ones that more closely match the, the, the creature that you're facing. 
Um, and um, it, it definitely seems that just from what knowledge you have, the most likely uh, like weakness that you can derive just just from the limited knowledge you have right now is that light probably harms it in some way. But that's about like you, you just don't have enough information to. There there are a lot of uh, a lot of different mythological weaknesses that vampires have, uh, and you have no way of confirming if this vampire is weak to stakes or garlic or crossing rivers or walking into a house uninvited or um there's just like too many variants of vampires um but you you get obviously all those different weaknesses that vampires tend to have but you have no way of knowing if those align with this particular beast Mm. so so it seems it seems likely uh from what you've seen of its behavior and like what uh, vampire mythology typically holds that the the monster the the uh, light is weakening and somehow and perhaps even hurting it, uh, but that's about all you you can really nail down. Okay. Hmm. I guess. I mean, it... here Isaac, here's your phone back. Um, oh, thanks. I think. <laughs> I think. I guess our only option is to try and flood the stadium with as much light as possible, if that's the only thing that can weaken it. But we need to make sure that it's, like, trapped here or something, so it can't just, you know, run back to the the shadows or leave. Mm. We gotta, like, get it here and then, you know, have, like, a light show or something go off. Mm, yeah, we what we need to do is be careful about it. We, I think what we need to do is set up lights, as many floodlights as possible, and then turn them all on at the same time. Um to kind of make sure that the beast can't leave. But I don't see why I would want to. I mean, this seems to be the most congested area around right now. This is ideal feeding ground for this thing. So we have to ruin the concert, basically. Not necessarily. We can... I think we can maybe make it in such a way that it looks like it's part of it. If we make lots of lights and... I don't know, make them fun. That we way. We can time it to, like, yeah, one of the finales or something and make it, you know, all the lights go on. We can maybe even figure out if we can get, like, the pyrotechnics to go off or just at the same time or something and, like, mm. make it look like it's part of it. Yeah. yeah. If, if we make it part look like it's part of the show, it can also mm, calm... We don't want people to panic, so if we make it look part like part of the show, then people will just assume that it's everything's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Alright. All we have to do is time it out right and convince the creature to be where it is in danger. Maybe. I love this concept of you guys becoming light techs <laughs> on, on the yeah. spot. Um, yeah, basically. Maybe what we can, because if we're thinking if it feeds off of fear, maybe we can lure it into a specific area with a small um constant small child who's absolutely <laughs> no <laughs> with us with us with a small, Hello, um, small child. concentrated helping of some fear and if we can lure the monster there then we can trip all the lights and maybe you know trap it there that's a good idea so once again in our Wonderful mysteries. Who wants to be the bait? 
I don't think any- <laughs> everyone looks at Isaac. I don't think any of us have to be the bait. If we can set off some form of timed, timed something that causes a slight, small panic of maybe 10, 10 or twelve people in the crowd, um, and immediately turn the lights on after, I think, um, I think we can, you know, might be able to trap it. Okay. Well, what kind of thing do we have in mind to scare ten to twelve people? I'm still working on that. Well, we do have a werewolf. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That might cause too big Uh, of a panic. Not if it's in only, like, one of those small areas where there's only a couple of people. Like, if we're up in the stands where, you know, those garage bands are playing, there's only, like, ten people there anyway. So We gotta do it to where all the drug people are. Yeah. I'm sure they won't the even remember afterwards. Drugs. Maybe or they'll think. It was <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, as long as I could do as that. L- yeah, as long as we don't cause too much of a panic, and you know that it's irreversible, then I think it should be okay. I mean, who's gonna believe that a bunch of people hopped up on drugs saw a wolf in the middle of a stadium? That's true. Okay, so I think we got that part down. What about the lights? How are we going to get a whole bunch of lights to turn on at angled, I guess, at the same place? Mm, you said you had a closet that had lighting equipment in it. Where was it exactly? Uh, it was over on the other side of the stadium, and I point to the direction that it was in, because uh, I don't know where we are in reference to it. Um, yeah, you're in the concessions area. There's like an area, like the the entrance onto the pitch where like the, the teams would enter, uh, on either side of the the stadium, mm-hmm. um, that that are being used to like handle all of the like. There's a ton of wires coming from the stage going into like a side room in that little hallway that leads to the pitch. So like it would be here and here at like the the very like the, the short edges of the stadium. Okay. Yeah, so it was over kind of in this this area. There's a lot of stuff over there, but definitely I, I I saw some like, you know, floodlights and things. All right, well let's see if we can check it out and see if there's anything we can use. Time to set a trap. <laughs> Scooby Doo music initiated. The trap is set. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Um. Sorry, we're boring you, Chris. As- <laughs> I'm just tired. Let me be tired. God. Guys, just thinking of a stupid plan is boring. Stupid. I'm actually very excited for like your light tech uh, werewolf scare trap. It's actually a very cool way to handle handle this situation. I'm loving it a lot. Like that's that's half the fun of uh, Monster of the Week is that I don't. I I, I plan things for like. I design things so that there are solutions, but I don't really plan solutions. So it's very fun to see you come up with solutions. For things. Hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, as you guys kind of um, you know break your huddle, uh, you begin making your way there, and then you hear the 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 voice of Roman call over to you and she goes, "Hey guys, I, I've been seeing a lot of you today." Uh, it's me, the corn dog oh, man. No. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I mean, it's I. Did I say my name yet? I I I say corn dog man so much. I I won't be surprised if I introduce myself to my grandmother that way now. Oh, uh, no. my, my name's Roman. Yeah, we know. Uh, 
Okay, cool. <laughs> so rude. Um, <laughs> oh my god. I, I, I hope you're having a great time, just despite everything that's going on. Yeah, it's, uh, we've been having a what? lot of fun. Hey, Wait. what do you mean, despite everything that's going on? I, I thought you would have uh, heard being all over the place like you all are. Like, seriously, this is like the fourth time you've ended up in front of my corn dog stand. I guess that's most of the GM's fault for putting you there every time. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah fuck but, that guy. <laughs> he goes, um, uh, people have been seeing some spooky shit out in the shadows. I think most of them are on drugs or some shit, but I don't know. I saw a few people who were probably sober who said they, they, they've been seeing some, some weird shit out on out on the, the edges of where we're where people allowed to be. I, I, I don't know how much stock to put on to it because, you know, it's the party night, so, like, who knows, but... Chris, what yeah. month is this? Uh, we... This is... It's New Year's Eve. Okay. That's what this event is all about. Right. Okay. Never mind. So I cannot say, oh, they're prepping for Halloween. <laughs> oh, shit. I guess it was pretty dumb for me to say earlier. Yeah, I, best, I bet they use the heat in the, in the winter when we're literally in January. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah, ha- ha- Halloween was the weekend of the camper, yeah. if I yeah. remember correctly. Um, to to put a time scale on all this, yeah. Um, he kind of scratches back his head and just goes, "I don't know. I, obviously, this place just opened, so I, I don't have really any stadium working experience. But I've been to a few concerts, and and it's usually people are just having a good time. A lot of people are." Getting a little spooked, so it's a bit late for a Halloween prank, if you ask me. I think it's just a couple of people, you know, being party poopers. Just, you know, a couple of people running around in the in the shadows trying to uh, scare people because they're That's... mean. Yeah, that sounds real rude. I uh, oh hello, uh, welcome to the corn dog stand. I'm the corn dog man. Can I take your order? He says as someone approaches the stand, interrupting your conversation. Okay, quick, let's leave. I feel really bad for him, but I don't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys head on over, uh, heading towards the 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 uh, like tech closet. I guess uh, this area is fairly blocked off, as it was when Isaac went over there. Isaac initially was only able to get a good look into it because he sent iris over there uh there are a a couple of security kind of blocking it um there's like one that looks like it's actually the same security outfit as hilda and uh fadila were uh but the other one looks to be like a hired bodyguard perhaps of some sort that's uh you know like working for whatever uh whatever entity is running the actual concert i think we're Mm. gonna need a distraction guys Quick, turn to a werewolf now. <laughs> and later. <laughs> what kind of distraction are we thinking? Because we're going to have to be able to get that equipment out. Isaac, how, like, how drunk are you? <laughs> like, you know, half. If I, if I shake you up, would you throw up? <laughs> oh, God. I really don't oh, want to no. throw up. Do you want me to? It might be a good distraction. <laughs> Just punch him in the stomach. <laughs> Um, I mean, it might, like, attract the, the janitor, and, um, I don't, maybe. Let's use that, maybe that'll be the last, uh, 
the last resort plan. Plan B. Um, plan B. If, if the worst, plan the worst you're worried about is the janitor, <laughs> not even the monster. What else we got? I still like the throw-up plan. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, is there a way, like, do do we see any radios maybe that are unintended that we could walkie-talkie through and say that there's something going on? On the other Absolutely side. not. That's a wild concept. <laughs> <that I suggested. laughs> yeah. uh, what else is in this hallway? I mean, it's it's like a you're still in like the concession stand hallway. Uh, this is just like the 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 short bend uh, on one end of it, leading to stage one. Okay. Um, or maybe stage two. I, I'll have to review episode one to remember which side this was on. Uh, it's not super important though. Um. So there's like a, a few concession stands where people are like, there's like one not too far off that's selling, um, like it's it's being used as a makeshift merch. There's, there's, yeah, you know, you're on the side that has all the merch stands for all the bands playing stage one. I think that makes the most sense. Okay, um, but you said they're specifically there like security, like yeah, th- th- there's like uh, a, a hallway leading to the pitch towards the back of the the stage that's on the side of the uh, the pitch. Uh, and that area is like it's got like little um, like traffic blockers instead of just like the usual rope uh, partitions, mm-hmm. uh, and like two one security guard kind of like both end making sure that no one goes to mess with all the band's expensive equipment. Yeah. What if we did a fake fight? I was about to say that. Yeah. And then Isaac immediately punches me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the, la- the last time we did a fake fight, I almost killed Cornelius. No, okay, I maybe think... just don't do that. Well, we I don't think we need... You've already gotten in trouble with the law once today, so it can't be you. No. <laughs> the law. <laughs> the law. The law. The law. <laughs> but I think maybe we could fake something with one of these concession stands, or these, like, uh, merch stands. Um... I mean, if there was a person that went there and tried to buy something and got really belligerent about the prices, maybe we could distract the guards that way. I mean, it's it's worth a shot. It would definitely get somebody's attention. All right, let's give it a try. Okay. All right. So you guys walk up to this merch stand. Um, go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to say that it was out back of stage two that this was at. And if not, I can just say that Isaac was drunk and forgot which side, and they both are more or less identical. Like, they have, like, different equipment, but it's still, like, the same sorts of equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and go ahead, somebody, give me a... Let me... Give me a D6 to determine which uh, pants merch stand you walk up to. All right. Just whichever role, role pops up first, I'll use. Oh, that is a yeah. five. Um, so you walk up to the uh, merch stand for the color of my mailman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> let me, uh, so you, you you walk up there, and there there is a a, a person uh, standing there. They've got like the the, the half shaved look with like ex- like down down to their shoulder length hair on the other side. Um, it's it's like bright purple, mm. uh, and and they, they they look amongst you and just goes, hey guys, uh, you uh, 
you, you fancy we got we got some t-shirts here we got some posters got the the newest ep uh what, what are you looking for today uh what are some of the prices on these items i'm asking as jessica not Una. uh i think like the t-shirts are like 20 bucks the posters like uh i don't remember how much posters cost so i'll say 15 and the the ep is like uh 10 okay and these are just like regular t-shirts right yeah, they're like T-shirts with the the band's logo on it. I think the color of my mailman um, just has like, uh, God, I I don't even know. It's probably just like a, a fox in in a mailman's outfit playing the guitar. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, the guitar just has instead of uh, like like strings, it just has the color of my mailman written across it. Um, uh, Enif is going to like kind of look at one of the T-shirts and like touch them. And be like, um, it, are your t-shirts, are they uh, made locally or are they made in sweatshops like all the other ones? Oh, no. Uh, the person kind of uh, looks at you and goes, um, I think uh, there's a local uh, print shop that, that prints them on. I, I don't actually know where they, they source the shirts from, unfortunately. You don't know? People could be suffering for these t-shirts. You don't know where they're made? I, uh, n- n- no, I... Uh, it's probably fine. I, I, I could ask if you, if you want me to. Probably fine. People uh, could be dying for your t-shirts. They look incredibly uncomfortable with this conversation oh. that came out of nowhere. Uh, they, they, they were not prepared for this to happen today. Nobody ever is. Um, and they just go, I, uh, um... I, I let me. I'll, I'll just. Uh, I'll just call uh, some someone. Hold, hold up. Uh, one one moment, uh, sir. And uh, <laughs> sir, uh, how they, dare they... you? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> they were just trying to use the the, the general respectful sir, not necessarily a gendered sir. You know, this is on like five. It is on a roll now. This they can't stop them. <laughs> um, go ahead. I think the best would be. Uh, manipulate someone since you are sort of like doing a performance trying to convince someone to to detain you i guess um i'll give you a plus one because this is is a pretty good performance. okay uh what is that uh sh- that's charm. charm 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 oh thank god i get that plus one <laughs> so now you get break even, break even. <laughs> that's an eight um all right um the guards don't seem quite like they're uh, going to intervene. They've taken notice of you, uh, but you're going to need to do something that, that makes it clear the guards need to intervene. Okay. Uh, is this person on the phone? Th- this person is like, y- y- you can kind of see over their shoulder, they are like going through the context, trying to figure out who they need to call to figure out where their shirts are manufactured. <laughs> I can't believe that you wouldn't know where your shirts are made. How can you sell these to people? And Enoch just starts taking all the shirts and throwing them on the ground. And these are blood t-shirts that you are handing out uh, to people. This person goes, no, no, please. No, don't throw the, Those are the merch. Please don't do that. And Enoch starts stomping uh, and, on the t-shirts. And, and one, of the, one of the guards... Um, I, I think it's the one that that isn't specific to the stadium. Uh, kind of c- gets up and walks on over and just goes, "Is there a problem here?" Yes, there is a problem here. Um, this person is selling blood T-shirts. 
I, I think uh, at this point, Baron walks up and is just like, honey, honey, you can't, you, I, I know you're really concerned about how it affects the environment, but still, you can't just go around yelling at these people. They, they don't get paid enough to do I this. don't care how much they're paid. They need to know where their t-shirts come from. The people are suffering for these goods. This is a corrupt capitalist society. At this point, are both of the guards moving? <laughs> Um, the other one has gotten out of the chair they're sitting in, and you can see them, like, reaching for their, uh, their, uh, radio. Gun. <laughs> 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 Edom gets assassinated. Well, that's it. Someone's about to die. Um, alright, Kununos is gonna, like, position himself to, like, slip into the room when they're both, uh, like, d- properly distracted. <laughs> Isaac should also do that, since he's already in trouble with the law. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say we were just gonna wait for the uh, right opportunity. Um. All right. Um. Okay. So you guys kind of sidle away from the situation to not be implicated and kind of make your way into a position where you could could more easily slip in there. Um. And uh. Okay. The 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 person selling the merch is looks mortified. Like this is. The worst thing that's happened to them in in, in a good bit. Like this was supposed to be a fun night, (laughs) and it has gone so wrong so fast. Um, they 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 are like hastily trying to pick up the shirts from the floor and like trying to fold them back. They they are they are shaking slightly because like you just started screaming. I feel a little bad, but we have we're trying to save them. So, uh, they go. They turn to the guard and go. Oh, I I don't I don't know what happened. They just started yelling at me about the, the, the how the shirts were made. I I, I uh, and, and the the guard puts up a hand and just goes, "Come, come on, but let's clear out. Clear out. Let's let's leave the leave this uh leave the the merch person alone." Don't don't you and, uh, dare so, so touch like, me. Kind of. <laughs> like, I will I will sue you for sexual harassment. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Uh, it, it, sorry for the inconvenience. Don't we, we have to get at, figure out where these things are made? We have to let them. I mean, we can't just let them keep selling this this stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. If if you if you don't calm down, I'm going to have to take you away from the stand by by force. You are not allowed to touch me. We live in a free country. You can't. Uh, it, it, it is at this point that the other guard starts getting up as uh, the, the guard in front of you, Enif, uh, reaches to grab your arms. <laughs> Enif is being very belligerent and very forceful. <laughs> oh, no. Full Karen. Um, full Karen. Go ahead yeah. and give me an act under pressure to, to fight this uh, security guard. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's a four. Ooh. All right. Um... I love it when a bad roll uh, comes at the end of the session. Oh, man. Uh, so here's what happens. Uh, the other guard begins uh, making their way uh, over to just in case uh, the guard in front of you needs backup, Enif. But the guard grabs you and you begin to try and resist. And finally, this guard is extremely strong. And they, they get your arm behind your back before you can do anything about it. And they grab your other arm and drag it behind there, too. And you are restrained. And they begin guiding you off... Uh, more quickly than, than you bear and expect. Uh, and as this happens, the um, the other guard kind of looks at you, Kernunos uh, and Isaac, just sort of towards the edge of things. You're not suspiciously close, so, like, he doesn't do anything, but, like, he's aware that you're there. Uh, and Baron, as uh, Enif uh, 
is being guided away, uh, you feel someone behind you, and you hear a voice say, um, Hey, Baron, let's have a chat, shall we? And, uh, grabs your arm and begins pulling you away.